Here we go. It's another big week in the NFL for the Chicago Bears. This is the Bears Wire Podcast, powered by USA Today Sports. Now your host, Ryan O'Leary and Bears Wire editor, Alyssa Barbieri. Welcome in to the show. Good to be back on the mic with you, Alyssa, for uh, somewhat of an emergency podcast here. We've been waiting for an emergency podcast. You don't usually talk on Friday afternoons, but that's what we're doing this week because Ryan Poles, he's not messing around. He's making moves, none bigger than trading star linebacker Khalil Mack to the Chargers for two draft picks. How are you feeling about your GM right now? I mean, it's early, and I will say that while I was shocked by Khalil Mack being traded, it, it, it was a move that had to be done because when you looked at his massive cap hit of over $30 million for this, for this year and the subsequent years where it would still be in the high 20s, you know, I'm pretty impressed with, with what Ryan Poles has done so far. And then obviously earlier today, he, you know, the Bears are going to release Tariq Cohen. And like, I'm really impressed with what he's doing. I know, you know, it's really sad as a Bears fan for Khalil Mack to be traded because he's just been an absolute baller on this defense. And he's really, he's played through injuries, through a broken foot, and like he's given it his all on the field. But at the same time, this is a business. So it's not, it, I mean, it comes as a bit of a surprise. Like, I mean, it was the right move to make, but. It just feels surprising that we have a GM that is able to make those tough calls. And he's not messing around. It's about building this roster towards the future. And, you know, he's getting rid of some of those big, bad contracts. I think let's start with the one complaint I've seen on this deal. And it's the compensation, right? Uh, The Bears getting a second and a sixth. And I think the number one thing I'm seeing, Alyssa, is, well, uh, why, why did the Bears only get that when the Rams traded for Vaughn Miller And the Broncos got a second and a third round pick, right? So I think that's the one thing I've seen. And the easy answer is that the Broncos paid the prorated portion of uh, Von Miller's salary, right? Almost $10 So the Broncos paid for Von Miller to go to the Rams, chase a Super Bowl, and then they recoup those picks. The difference here is that the Chargers are taking on uh, a lot of money on this contract for uh, Khalil Mack. I mean, what it's, it's... is it sixty million over the next three years? He's still owed. I mean, it is it is up there. Seventeen point seven five million this year, twenty two point nine million in twenty twenty three, and twenty four point two five million in twenty twenty four. So, I mean, if you don't make this move, and Khalil Mack has another one of those seasons where he's battling injuries and he's not performing at that twenty eighteen level when the Bears went and got him from the Raiders, then you're probably cutting him, right? You're probably cutting him, and then you're not getting anything. So, uh, you know, I think. I understand why people are a little upset with that compensation piece, but when you look at the money component, it does make a lot of sense. And you look at all that cap space they have to go kind of all in on 2023, and it's like, all right, I you kind of see the vision. Yeah, I mean, the compensation was the shock at first, especially because we didn't really know exactly whether the Chargers were going to take on his contract. Because when you look at it, for Khalil Mack and the Bears paid two first-round picks, uh, among others, for his services back in 2018, and you only get a, a two and a, and a six back, you know, it, it was a little shocking at yep, first. But yep. then, like you said, the money component is the big thing here. Because if you risk, like you said, you know, maybe Khalil Mack's trade value. I mean, yes, he's coming off injury. Yes, he hasn't had, you know, double-digit sacks since 2018. I mean, at this point, you're getting what you can get for a team that, you know, is desperate. I don't know, like, desperate is the right word, but, like, they're in contention mode right now, and they need a big-time player like them, like like Mac, to get them over the home, so you're able to capitalize and get something for him, and rather than risk not getting anything for him at all, and 
you know, the fact that they're taking on the rest of his contract, which is what, $63.9 million over the next three years. I mean, yes, this year they're in a bad space. They have to eat that, that 24 million in debt cap. They have to, like, there's no getting around that. Nope. You know, yes, they do save 6 million, but when you look at next year, 20, 2023, they're going to, it's going to free up an additional 28 and a half million dollars on that cap. And it took, you know, before even the Tariq Cohen stuff happened, you know, it took that from 90 something to $121 million to spend in 2023. And you're looking at, you know, some of the players that are going to be available in free agency and, you know, you could really start to really build that team, you know, even in 2023, not to say that polls obviously isn't going to be building it this year, but, you know, he understands that it takes more than a year to build a roster unless you're one or two players away from contending. So, you know, you know, at first very shocked by the compensation and I had to kind of let the chips kind of fall where they may, and you know, do some research and like really see the terms and conditions. And that kind of made sense you know, with that money they're getting in return, that is why, like you said, with the difference between the Von Miller deal, right? Is yes, they got back more, but, you know, the Bears aren't going to have to pay the rest of his contract. So, I mean, it, it was shocking at first, but I'm actually, I'm, I like the deal. It, it, it worked out well for Poles because he's someone he's building towards the future. And that's the thing. The Bears need a GM, finally, who understands you got you got to break it down because we've had Ryan Pace just kind of he kept pushing money to the future and just you know kept let's worry about it later. Ryan Poles is thinking about the future when he's doing that because he understands now especially in this year this time's NFL where you have to build around offense and you have the quarterback in place with Justin Fields. So, you know, you're not building around a defense like it felt Pace was with getting those, you know, Mack and Quinn who were the two highest, you know, cap hits on the roster. You know, now you're looking towards the future. You're going to build around the quarterbacks, around the offensive line, and with the wide receivers. So, I mean, again, going back to the compensation, it, you know, it was shocking, but I mean, I understand it when everything is said and done. I think it was a really good move by Poles. Now, first of all, you're such a pro because I want to congratulate you about talking about Ryan Pace and Ryan Poles in the same thought and making complete sense. <laughs> And not even messing up at all. That was perfect. <laughs> I was worried. Oh I my had god! To think for like, a second, I'm, I was like, "Is it polls or pace?" I'm, I'm like, just oh listening god. to you. I'm like, "What a pro! What a freaking pro!" Um, yeah. So I agree with everything you just said. When the trade was announced, and I saw that, okay, so the Bears are trading Mac, and we were waiting on the compensation piece. I thought it'd be a first round pick. Yeah, at least I thought it'd be a first round pick. So I think we were all kind of blown away when we saw what a second and a sixth, huh? What? Uh, but yeah, it does make sense when you bring in the compensation piece. I think Khalil Mack's career trajectory too, when you look at that a little bit, it does add some context. And you think about how good he was with the Raiders, right? When he held out, the Raiders picked up his fifth year option. He held out, and that's when the Bears swooped in and they traded a bunch of picks, right? Two first rounders, a third and a sixth. And everybody thought that the Bears had fleeced John Gruden, right? I mean, everybody was just like loving on the Bears, hating on Gruden when the Bears went and, and got Mac. And then he completely balled out in 2018. And the Bears had that awesome defense. And it's just like they gave him the big uh, contract, six years, $90 million guaranteed for Mac. And, and we just thought, okay, the Bears have a centerpiece on their defense now going forward. Uh, and he was a pro bowler that following season, too, after that dominant 2018 season. But when you look at it, you break it down. Mac played 64 games with the Raiders over four years. He recorded 40 and a half sacks. He only played 53 games in the same amount of time, four seasons. So he played 11 less games with the Bears during his four years in Chicago because of injuries, and he only had 36 sacks. He also cost you two first-round picks, a third, and $90.75 million in real money that they paid out. So I think when you rewind it, I mean, go back to 2018, 
I would do that trade all over again. I thought it was a great move, and I love Khalil Mack, and it was it was the right move. I'm glad the Bears did it. Fast forward to today, though. You have a 31-year-old Khalil Mack coming off another injury-plague season. The production hasn't been there with what you thought you paid for in 2018. So when you look at the trajectory and how he's kind of, he hasn't quite lived up to what those expectations, those high expectations were when they gave him the big extension, you can kind of justify it that way a little bit too, right, Alyssa? Like, he didn't really live up to all that hype in the end. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, like going back to the trade, that's the right move to make at the time because, you know, Ryan Pace was like, okay, well, you know, you kind of putting your faith in Mitchell Trubisky to be the guy, right? You have a quarterback on a rookie deal. And this is your window to compete. You have some ple- uh, some pieces in place on defense. You know, you have that quarterback at a rookie deal. You're starting to add the pieces around him. That was the right move to make. But now when you're looking at where this team is, you know, this was also the right move for Poles to move on because, you know, this team is not a year or maybe even two away from contending. You know, it's going to take, you know, building this roster from the beginning and all of that to really get them back on track. So, I mean, especially now, you want to build around Justin Fields, you're not building around Khalil Mack anymore. I think it sends a little bit of a message, right, this move. It sends a message to the fans that, yes, we're going to rebuild. And I think it says, Alyssa, we're rebuilding around the offense. We're going to reallocate some of these resources to the offense. I mean, Ryan Poles hired a defensive-minded coach in Matt Eberflus, right? Like, he just took one of the best defensive players, one of the best pass rushers in the league, and traded him for draft compensation and flexibility for 2023, basically is what he did for cap flexibility. So he took a great piece on defense, and he's probably going to reallocate those resources around his quarterback, right? I think that's, if you're looking for another silver lining as a Bears fan, that's one right there. I think he is he is sending that message. I am taking one of my best pieces on defense, and I am turning it into assets that I'm presumably going to spend on my offense to fix that thing and support my quarterback right oh yeah absolutely I think you know that was the biggest takeaway from yesterday because you know I was super excited to see what Khalil Mack would have looked like in Eberflus's defense like I was him and you know having him and Robert Quinn you know I, I was really excited but at the same time the Bears aren't a couple players away from from contending I think that's been made very clear from the first couple of moves that polls has made is that, you know, at this point, we're starting to see that he's going to start, you know, trimming some of those aging veterans that are, you know, taking up a whole lot of cap space and start making, building younger, right? He's someone who you're going to build through the draft and, you know, add some veterans here through free agency. And, you know, again, Khalil Mack, great player, but, you know, he struggled with injuries. He's on the wrong side of 30. His cap hit was massive and it just wasn't going to work. With this move, you see that it is, about the future. And, and that's what I think Bears fans need. It's hard as a fan because you want to see your team contend like right now. We have this instant gratification, yes. which I'm not going to lie. I want to see them do well now. But at the same time, you have to think about it. You know, it's going to take what, what's that saying? Rome wasn't built in a year. And well, <laughs> certainly a Super Bowl roster was not built in a year, especially if you're looking at the Bears. So it's going to take some time. And someone had to make a move. I'm really impressed with Ryan Poles because he's bold. He's doing this his way. He understands that it falls back on him. He's the opposite of Ryan Pace, who Pace, you know, he was a little more hesitant. He would try to, you know, but then he would get get, get kind of too bold at times. Like when he saw his guy, he went up and got him, but which you respect to a degree. But, you know, he was it seemed like he was always trading future draft capital 
or he was always pushing money to the future. Let's worry about it later because we're contending right now. And, you know, someone had to inherit that. And I think I'm glad that it's Ryan Poles because he understands what you have to do to get this, to rebuild this roster and get it back on track so that the future, you know, they actually have a future and that they can continue to build this roster. It goes back to what we said off the top. I mean, he's not messing around. He's here to make changes. He's here to make moves. And I think, you know, I hear what you're saying, Alyssa. It's like we Bears fans have to wrap their, you have to wrap your head around uh, competing down the road. Like we're talking 2023, 2024. The Bears are set up to be monsters in in those windows to get players, to go get the best free agents, to build this team. Uh, but not so much 2022, right? Like, they're still paying $24 million for Khalil Mack's dead cap. So the guarantees it is it is contract you can't get around. They're still paying that this year. Uh, and they're also making other cuts. Tariq Cohen, we mentioned. So he's not making a comeback this season, Alyssa. He's getting cut. And we're hearing rumors that Danny Trevathan could be next, another injury-plagued veteran, right, could be next. So there could be more moves to come. And where my mind goes is like, what about 2022? Like, what about 2022, right? <laughs> like, uh, like what, what's, what's going to happen this year? Are we going to just kick the can down the road to 2023? Maybe that's the plan and maybe that's the best thing for the Bears to compete and be a year-in, year-out contender, which I think ultimately we all want. But it does still, I do feel the angst of the fan base if you're sitting here and like, okay, so 2022 is a rebuild year. We're kicking the can down the road. Meanwhile, we have a young rookie quarterback who we all believe in, and we're basically going to waste one of his years when, oh, by the way, he's on this cheap rookie contract. Like, I, I can feel the angst a little bit there. I'm not saying it's not the right move, but if the Bears just kind of are another middler this year, not really quite there, they're rebuilding throughout this season, we feel that. Well, I, I don't know. It's going to take until we get to 2023 and have a good draft pick and all this cap space where we're like, all right, here we go, right? But I think getting there is going to be a little tough because we do have a football season here. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, when you when you wait eight months for the next season and you, you kind of know going into it, like we, I think we were there last year too, even before Justin Fields, like, or even after him, we kind of knew it was going to be rough because you looked at the shape that the roster was Andy in. Andy Dalton everything. was starting, so we, we knew and it was Andy coming. And Andy Dalton was starting. So, like, you, it, it kind of, it was very, but even, I guess, right before they got Justin Fields, remember when Andy Dalton was a starter? And it was very difficult to get excited about the season because yes. you're like, oh, man, what is there to look forward to? I mean, I guess the difference between, you know, last year and now is it's not like they're just going to completely, you know, you know, fold a hand in a towel or whatever, but... You have Justin Fields, who his development this season, you have a brand new offense, you have a brand new defense, a new head coach, and, you know, a new mindset from the front office, which is refreshing because they understand the importance that this isn't a team that's in a contending window. If you want to get to that contending window, you're going to have to make these moves. And yes, some patience is going to be required. You know, 2022 is going to be a little rough, but 2023, you know, it feels like that could be that year that, you know, when you, you go, it's hard not to look at the Cincinnati Bengals and kind of look at what they've done over the last couple of years. It started with getting Joe Burrow, but it took a couple of years for them to, to build the roster and to get everything right. And look at them there in the Super Bowl last year. So, I mean, it takes a little bit of time. I'm not saying like, oh, let's wait five, six years here because <laughs> I don't think polls have that long. Um, but, you know, I think that a couple of years to really get the roster to where it needs to be and to have this team in a good position, especially building around Justin Fields and building around the offense, which that 
should be the mindset. And it feels feels like that really is Poles' mindset at this point, which, you know, it, it's funny because like we talk about this, Ryan, even before the show. And it's like, it's like, wow, what a novel concept. It's so simple, but it's something that Ryan Pace never would have, you know, thought to do. And it's a, it's refreshing to have Poles in place and to have him really kind of even immediately just understand what needs to be done and to actually go and do it. You know, he's, you know, he said, you know, there's not going to, he doesn't care about hurt feelings. This is a business, right? I mean, moves have to be made and we've seen, you know, Cohen and Matt, those are not going to be the last people that, you know, I, I did a list about like the remaining 2018 bears. Cause you know, that year was the best we ever had it, you know, for since, since 2006. So, I mean, I was going like, to say, since what, 85? Like, what, what are we talking about here? Maybe, maybe 2006. Let's <laughs> yeah, say they made okay. the Super Bowl that yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, Rex but, Grossman. Um, Rex Grossman, oh my goodness. Um, so, you know, like, you, you look at all the players going, and it's like the close of that chapter officially, it felt like with Mac and now with Cohen, I think there's, what, four or maybe five players still left on that 2018 team, which is insane, but... You know, it's in order to get to the next step, which, you know, to get this team back on the right track, you have to close that door eventually and you got to open a new one. And you better hope that new one actually has you contending for a title. So, you know, 2022 is going to be rough, but it'll make it easier knowing that Justin Fields is in place and you get to watch his development and some of the young guys they bring in and see how the offense meshes. And, you know, you know, it, it, there's been a lot of interesting decisions for, for polls yet to make. And, you know, Cohen was the first of what I'm sure are many uh, potential cap casualties. The big question now, Alyssa, is like, what about Monday when the, that legal tampering <laughs> window opens, right? Because it, it's not, it's usually when you see a team start to make all these moves, you string them together, you know, the Thursday and the Friday before the legal tampering period opens, you're, you're thinking, all right, you've already been tampering. Let's be honest, right? So when that legal tampering period officially opens at whatever time on Monday and there's immediately signings, like, oh, yeah, you guys haven't talked yet. You know, he just started talking today. Yeah, sure, right, whatever. So it's almost like a team has something lined up, and you're like, ooh, are they going to make a splash? But what do you think? Like, are they going to make a splash here this free agency, or are they, or are they just going to make kind of – smarter low-key moves like maybe not be on this first big wave right you look at the needs and the needs really haven't changed too much Uh, i guess we need more pass rushers now (laughs) we just got rid of khalil mack uh but also wide receiver i mean i love darnell mooney i could go on and on about him we have in past podcasts and he was he operated as their number one receiver last year i love darnell mooney we need a number one receiver Alyssa. it doesn't have it shouldn't be darnell mooney Uh, if he's the number two that'd be great uh Allen Robinson, it looks like he's gone, right? I mean, got the tag last year, but not this year, and he's probably going to be the most coveted wide receiver on the market now after the uh, franchise tags. So, uh, you know, Allen Robinson, probably not. His time with the Bears are probably over. Sounds like the Cowboys are expected to to release Amari Cooper. Uh, I would love the idea of Amari Cooper with Justin Fields, a veteran guy who can run precise routes and is kind of a stud and has something to prove after kind of a down year. I would love Amari Cooper. I just don't know if I'm expecting them to make any kind of move like this, right? Uh, and, and then even, like, what's going on with left tackle? Is it Tevin Jenkins now? Is, is, is it his turn? Is corner and safety? What's going on there? Like, are they going to make any moves this free agency? I think that's an interesting question. Like, what to expect from them? It's, they're kind of holding their cards close to the vest. It's kind of a mystery right now. Yeah, it really is. I mean, like, everything you said... I think Ryan Polt, one of like the most exciting and frustrating things, especially as you're trying to analyze this, 
is that Ryan Poles is a mystery right now. We really yeah. don't know because he's never been a GM before. I know he's been with the Chiefs, but you know, we don't know, you know, he's following a similar structure there, but at the same time, you know, what's he like? Like, what are the kind of moves? Is he like thinking, okay, maybe we, you know, looking at to next year, that's when you see some of those big name guys on the market and you're going to make moves then. Are you going to address maybe going after like Karen Armstead at left tackle in free agency and then kind of focus on the draft at build, you know, drafting a young receiver and that would quarterback? Be a splash. That would be a splash. That would definitely be a splash because you look at, you know, with quarterbacks who, you know, you look at the free agent market, it's going to be a lot more expensive. So maybe now with one of those second round picks, you now devote that to a quarterback in the draft. So, I mean, there are a lot of questions for this roster, and it's another reason why the Bears are not contending right now. And that's why you have to make these moves when you can. Like, for, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe someone like Robert Quinn is next. Like, I mean, at this point, try to get everything you can for some of these players, some of these aging veteran players that are massive cap hits who probably won't be here, you know, beyond, you know, with the next year or two. Um, but yeah, they have so many questions. You look at the needs, it's, it's everywhere. It's not, you know, for a while during the Matt Nagy era, it was always, oh, offense, right? The top needs are always on offense, right? <laughs> Quarterback, always number one, wide receiver, running back, tight end, like offensive line, always, you name it. But now, you know, it, it's kind of split. You have all these needs on offense. You have obviously the offensive line and wide receiver. And then on defense, linebacker is a big one because now you're switching to a 4-3. So now you have three starting linebackers and Roquan's only one pretty much in place right now. And then you have cornerback and you have safety. You know, what are they going to do with Eddie Jackson? It's unless they can find a trade partner for him, it's really hard. Even with the dead money with Khalil Mack, it's really hard to see them cutting Eddie Jackson because it costs more to get rid of him than to just keep him. So maybe you look to deal him next year. Like there's a whole bunch of stuff going on, a whole bunch of needs. And I mean, I'm just as curious as everyone to see how Ryan Poles is going to handle this because. Yep. I mean, I think it'll be focused. So, like, what do you focus on in free agency? Like, they've done their homework. They've seen, you know, this is, you know, they have a deep class of, you know, wide receivers in the draft, you know, interior defensive linemen. Like, they know what, he, they know what they're looking for. They know, like, where they're going to target target certain positions. And if a certain player is, is like, available, like, getting a Taron Armstead, which is, that would be a big move. And that's going to that's going to be a lot of money to make that happen. At the same time, Ryan Poles, former offensive lineman, understands you got to build around the quarterback. <laughs> I you like got to start with protecting him up front. His first the big weapons. splash will be an offensive lineman, right? That, that would that be would, perfect. That would be perfect. Like I was, I was really, you know, it's funny because I was having a conversation the other day about, you know, what is Ryan Poles' first big move as Bears GM going to be? And I thought it was going to happen in free agency. I had no idea he was going to be trading Khalil Mack. Mack I was like, man, that one. is one statement yep. that is a huge statement to make uh but yeah there's there's so many needs that they have it's i, I i'm talking in circles because i have no idea how they're going to address it i know they're going to be addressing it. i can tell you exactly what they're going to address and you know you kind of look at like the wide receiver market and free agency which now you have those guys signing franchise tags like chris gobbins off the market Devontae adams mike williams signed a deal and yep. now alan robinson right he's the top, guy. top dog he's, <laughs> he's the, the top dog right now I mean, I'm not going to lie. I thought, you know, hey, him years ago. With, they should have signed him years ago. But, you know, you kind of really hope that, hey, a new management in place, maybe they can find a way to make it work with Allen Robinson. Amari Cooper is someone that's, you know, he's only 28 years old. I, would, I mean, I would I'm, be perfect. I'd I would be, be all over that perfect. if I was Ryan Poles. He's so good. But he's such a good route runner, he too. Is. He's not someone who just blows by people. He's like a tactician. 
and he yeah. would really he would just bring up fields right they would work together he's a veteran he's been around oh that would be so good oh Amari imagine Cooper. him I like with him. darnell mooney and love getting it. to coach up darnell like i oh. mean oh god just like, with, just like I'm he did just like he did with cd so. yeah same Ryan, thing with CD Ryan, Lamb. did this last year. We did this last year with Russell Wilson, and it didn't work out. Thank I'm goodness. glad you brought I mean... that up because we were so we were so you were right to write all those. I mean, you how many articles did you write about Russell Wilson to the Bears? Too many. Yeah, I mean, you spent months in the offseason, and we spent a lot of time talking about it. We were justified. That was real. The Russell Wilson buzz was real. He wanted out of there. It's not. It was not. We were we're so justified for that. Good for the Broncos. That was a good move. Very good move. Get Russell again, Wilson. That's an example of a team that's actually a player, a quarterback away from contending, unlike the Bears, right? So, like, that's a move that made sense that the Bears made it last year, which, I mean, I was all over it because at that point, I just wanted a damn quarterback. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, like, we finally got one, hopefully, Justin Fields. We'll see how this pans out. But, you know, looking back, you know, in hindsight, I I would have hated trading for Russell Wilson because of what it would have cost. And the fact that the Bears were not anywhere near contending and how much it would have hurt the salary cap and – so, you know, you know, looking back, you know, that was a good move. Like, you know, they tried to get him and thank God Pete Carroll put the stop to that. So, I mean, it worked out for us. But, hey, now Bears are in rebuilding mode. A couple days, Alyssa, uh, we'll be into free agency. People will be getting signed. People will be on the move. All those reports. The, the Bears do have around $30 million in cap space, right? They have, they have plenty of money to go out there and make a splash for – you know, Armstead, if you want to, if you want to go left tackle and do that thing, I would love that. Yeah, you got to get a franchise left tackle. Now's the time to sign a franchise left tackle when you have your court when you're not, you know, you're not paying your quarterback fifty million a year. Uh, now's the time to do that. So it's going to be fascinating. How what do they do with their the cap space they have for twenty twenty two? What are they prioritizing now? We know what they're going to be doing in twenty twenty three. What are they doing now? I guess we'll find out here in a couple of days. Um, it is it is fascinating. It's just like. Come on. Like, who's Fields going to be throwing to? We, we know he got Mooney. Who else? Like, Demir Bird? Cole Komet? Like, who's he throwing to? <laughs> it's like, who's protecting his <laughs> yeah. blind side? You know, it's not going to be Jason Peters. So is it Jenkins? Like, who's protecting him? And who's rushing the passer this year? So it's like, you know, come on. There's a lot, a lot of questions that um, need to be answered. So it's good for us. We'll have plenty of content, I think, here going forward. Oh, definitely. I mean, I'm trying to take these, you know, next what three days to relax but i feel like the bears are going to be making some more moves even before that because you know danny trevathan there's already reports that he's not coming he's not expected back which i think we all called that after he landed on ir the second time last year you know there's a lot of moves yet to be made and i, I think get even more cap space this roster is going to look a lot different it's, it's a, lot than of it did. a lot of turnover on that defense a lot of turnover <laughs> yeah a lot hey, this is a this is this would be something new for the Bears if you know they have they actually start dedicating resources towards the offense and actually have an explosive offense for the first time in uh, decades. <laughs> <laughs> so you know this it's there's a lot of exciting stuff even though you know the Bears might not be contending in 2022, but these next couple of months and even this next week it's gonna be very exciting as a Bears fan. Absolutely, a lot of dominoes left to fall. We'll be here to uh, to. Hop back on here, Alyssa, emergency podcasts weekly if needed uh, with all the news breaking. Uh, good to be back on the mic with you. Good to hear your voice. It's been a little while. Hope you're well. Hope you're doing well. Yes. Yeah. yeah it's been nice. I, like, I felt like we just kind of fell right back into it. And I was like, man, it feels like the season. You know, we, we've been doing this for the last couple of weeks. It's, it's nice to get back and talk football with you. And I feel like 
going to be more of a regular occurrence here, you know, coming up with busy, busy off season. And with Ryan Poles, you know, he might, you know, we never had an emergency podcast with Ryan Pace. So I'm just saying <laughs> this might be the first of many emergency podcasts because of Ryan Poles. So we thank you, Ryan. Yeah, it Poles. Was, <laughs> Ryan Poles. Yeah, it was more it was more of this weekly Ryan Pace bashing. You know, that's basically what yes. it was in, in, yeah. in that naggy. Uh, but yeah, so uh, folks, if you have if you're listening this long, we appreciate you. Um, hit, sub- <laughs> hit, sub- hit subscribe if you haven't yet. Um, and make sure you're on uh, you're on Bears Wire. Alyssa does an amazing job compiling all the latest news right there. You can also find our podcast there. And uh, and that's that. So I guess we'll we'll be back maybe next week, depending on what happens with the Bears. But otherwise, we'll be back soon. For Alyssa, I'm Ryan O'Leary. Thanks for joining us. We'll catch you next time. Bear down. This USA Today Sports Podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.